All right, ladies and gentlemen, goblins and ghouls, welcome to the first annual, and maybe even the last annual, year-end up your rear-end special for the Critical Wade Theory podcast, also known as CWT. And this is obviously for the year 2022. Somehow I survived this year. Um, just like the last few years, you know, life hasn't killed me yet. So anyway, here's the itinerary for the episode. First, I will look at the, uh, you know, the analytics of how the podcast is doing in terms of whether it's been played or not. The good news is that to an extent, my podcast is actually growing again somewhat. Now, as I often say, some is better than none, and that growth is despite me not being entirely clickbaity about things. I also have a diversity of content. Of course, whether it's good or not is a different matter, and that's largely up to you and your subjective opinion. But there is some diversity here, and I do plan on even expanding on that in the near future, or at least the distant future. Who cares, you know? S some point... I'm at least going to talk about a few more things here and there. That's really what I'm saying. So um, next up on the overall agenda will be me getting into specific episode rankings of the uh, analytics. You know, that means the top 10, then the bottom 10, you know, which episodes suck the most. Or, uh, well, that's not necessarily what that means. It means which episodes performed the least best. Um, that's according to the analytics that I have here. And um, some of those episodes are actually pretty good. Um, I've, I've learned the hard way throughout my entire life that just because something is not popular does not mean it has no quality. Sometimes some really awesome things end up kind of just ignored or disregarded. And uh, some of my episodes, unfortunately, fall in that category, and I'm going to get into that a little bit. And uh, just for the record, that will exclude episodes released in the last week, although I don't think any of those actually fall into that category anyway. And um, let's see, I will even discuss a few episodes that I think deserve more attention. And hopefully you will dutifully get on that and give me some of those clicks and listens. Well, not just some of them. Give me all of them. You know, I'm I'm going to be greedy about this, you know. Give me as many clicks and listens as you can. On that note, 42 plays equals almost a dollar for me. So just listen to something 42 times, you know. That's, that's all you got to do, man. Or woman. Or whatever. If any animals are listening, you know listen to it 42 times and that's going to be a dollar approximately well i don't really know how that exactly works but it's something like that the good news is that this podcast is indeed kind of sort of growing like i said for example on november 30th my number of plays had over a 120 percent increase for some reason so keep up with the good work even if i don't Pretty recently, there was another smaller jump in plays. Again, for whatever reason, maybe people mistook episodes for porn or a cat video or something like that. I don't know. In any case, keep on making that mistake. I appreciate it. 
you know, if maybe I should disguise what the episodes are about, you know, and get people to like stumble into it. I don't know if that's really that possible, but I, I, I know that happens, you know, <laughs> some people have a moment of weakness and suddenly they're listening to, uh, you know, a steroid injected former reality TV show host and, uh, and a comedian who acts like he's an expert on everything, but, you know, he really uh, says a bunch of stupid crap and has a bunch of bad guests on a lot of the time uh, who also act like they're experts on everything. You know, I, I'll just say it. I'm better than Joe Rogan, all right? You know, and I'm, I'm not even that ego, egotistical of a dude, but I, I'm still better than Joe Rogan. He sucks. There it is. I'm just going to say it. Listen to my show and not his. Okay, maybe I should make a T-shirt that says, listen to Critical Wade Theory, he's better than Joe Rogan. Now, that's not to say I could kick his ass in a fight or something. I'm not the I'm not the wimpiest guy on earth, but I think he could I think he could beat me up. You know, it's fair to say that. But, you know, in terms of like integrity for a podcast, I think mine has a little bit more than his without even trying. Um, So there's that. I got a little bit of that dissing out of the way. In fact, go ahead and play this podcast, even if you don't want to listen to it. Yeah, If you don't like the sound of my voice, you know, don't worry, I'm not the craziest about it either. You can play this thing while you're out of the room. You know, um, hell, I, I don't I don't doubt that playing it on mute would um, be okay. You know, I don't think that would mess up the analytics. I think it would still count as being played. So if you want to play this on mute, feel free to do so. It's even a bit like that great riddle. If a tree falls in the woods and no one is around to hear it, does it really make a sound? Similarly, if my podcast is played in a room and no one's around to hear it, is it really a podcast that deserves an eventual payout? You know, you could be the one to help solve that great mysterious riddle right there. And yes, I, I know the ads are annoying. Um, every, everyone does. Even advertisers know that, which is why they produce these little things called wink ads, where they essentially are self-aware that viewers or listeners might groan at what is being said and sold. So if even they get it, so do I, you know. But you know what else? My broke ass benefits from some ads being played. And there is actually some pretty good news on that front. Even I no longer need to put the ads at the very beginning of the episode, which is something that possibly actually drove view- viewers or listeners away. Um, I should say listeners instead of viewers. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm used to either YouTube or or writing articles. But, you know, now I don't have to worry about having the ads up front. It's um, it's it's good. I know what you're thinking. People listening to some leftist podcast fleeing away from ads. Why would that happen? You know, wh- why would why would liberals and leftists not want to hear ads? Well, look, I I know I have to sell out a little bit here and there. But now the ads are actually more in the middle of the episode. Sometimes I'll possibly even move it right toward the end. Even though I actually think I did an okay job with my original ad for Anchor Podcasts, 
it's also now apparently up to the professionals to make these ads. So, you know, I don't really have to insert my own voice in an advertisement at this point. So on that, on that note, here's a little fun fact about me, you know, regarding selling out. For about two years, I had actually sold out even harder than this because I worked at a call center for a marketing research company. I won't even give their name, but it was an interesting experience. We gave surveys about products, political surveys, and I also gave courtesy calls for a major insurance company. And I once got four people in a single shift of my job to stay on the phone with me to talk about TV news personalities for a 45-minute long survey about some TV news stations down in Florida. And those four people must have been pretty lonely, right? I mean, if you think about it, like, but I managed to do it. I was one of the few there on that shift on that day who managed to get people to stay on for that long of a time. It was a little bit of an accomplishment. I even, I even felt kind of, you know, proud of that because if you think about it, it, it is a minor achievement. Also, while doing political surveys there at that place, I talked to some people who were unabashedly racist against Barack Obama. And one even dropped the big N-bomb over the phone when his name came up. And I remember thinking, if these people are willing to say such things to a complete stranger over what we even tell them is a recorded phone line, imagine what they might be holding back. And hey, I think, I think we all know what kind of voters such people probably are, right? I think we all have a little bit of an inkling as far as that goes. Also, I, I got to say, I normally don't even use terms like the N-word or N-bomb because I actually happen to agree with Louis C.K.'s point that it's kind of shitty to shift responsibility for such words over to the person you're talking to. But I also don't want to say that word and get my podcast in trouble and all of that fun stuff. And, you know, in this specific case, I wanted to make that word um, used in order to make it clearer. So there you go. Normally, I will just refer to it as, you know, an offensive word or offensive words and uh, use a generic catch-all. Um, so anyway, moving on. We're moving right along now. Let's look at those top 10 episode rankings. And these are actually somewhat surprising to me in some cases, actually. So at the tippy top number one spot, we have CWT number 54. That's episode 54, which is about Liam Lynch, the musician, director, puppet master, and whatever. That's what I call the episode. So I'm a bit surprised that he's at the top. So I'm guessing that has to do with it being niche content. You know, the, the word that's either niche or niche. I've heard it as both. So that's why I think that one got so many clicks, because it's probably something, it's probably a topic or a person that is not that frequently covered. So that's why I'm guessing some people went ahead and clicked on that and listened to the episode. And in the number two spot, we've got episode 27, which is about Levelers, the band. Again, a, a little bit surprising, but I think it has the same factor working for it as 
the number one spot. I think a lot of people haven't really talked about the band, the level, the levelers. So that's probably why it got so many clicks. And hey, there's some truth to that whole thing about niche. Uh, well, I, I hate to use the word marketing, but I guess it applies here. So in the third spot is episode 10, which is called the half-assed review of my bloody Valentine's MBV album. And that really is a half-assed episode. So, you know, I'm glad people still clicked on that to listen to it because you can't really blame me. I, I say right off the bat that it's half-assed, right? So, um, yeah. In the fourth spot, we've got episode 71, which is about misfits who are horror punk pioneers. I don't really have much to say about that. Um, you know, it, it's just in the fourth spot. So for number five, we've got episode 35, which is how I first got into music and guitar. So here's a little bit of a fun fact. That photo of me playing the 12-string acoustic guitar was taken my, by my buddy and local musician, Bob Hiltonen. Humorously, I think I also used that same photo on my profile on Adult Friend Finder, which, which is an adult dating website, they call it, that I've never really used. But that photo's there, so uh, that's a little bit of a fun fact. Also, Bob is sort of a local music icon. He's, at the very least, one of the most successful musicians around here. And he's a popular, well-liked guy certainly more than I am. And uh, he, he actually gifted me my first laptop. And he, he was actually born just one day ahead of me. So that's another interesting fact about him. But anyway, the episode, how I first got into music and guitar, I think it's a solid episode. I don't really remember everything that I talk about in it, but I think it's sort of an origin story kind of thing. And I think I will talk about how I'm a different kind of guitarist and that I'm mostly an improv guy. And I, you know, there are a bunch of things that I do differently. Like a lot of guitarists, they, they play rhythm guitar and a lot of others will play lead guitar. Whereas I kind of blend those two elements. Like I don't put some sort of false wall between them. And frankly, I, I get kind of tired of people who do that with, with music, you know, they'll like, say, oh, I'm a rhythm guitarist, I'm a lead guitarist. You know, you, you can do both. Like, why even why even do that? I, I don't really fully understand. But um, anyway, uh, episode number six in the top six spot, we have... Oh, wait, wait. In the top six spot, we have episode number 28. I realized I worded that in a confusing way. So that's just the unpopular opinion number four series or the unpopular opinion series and that episode is just called help people out dumbass so i i would just call it a dumb little mini episode which is really what it is but hey people still give me some clicks so i'm not going to complain uh i think you appreciate my honesty perhaps when i you know uh say that it's a dumb little mini episode so in the seventh spot we have Episode 17, which is Rose McGowan's, or McGowan's If He Takes, Part 1. And that's where we deal with, you know, um, Rose McGowan 
Asia Argento and what I called the Me Too mess. So I, I even say in that episode that I'm not really strictly against Me Too or anything like that, but that she handled elements of that pretty poorly, actually. And uh, I go on to explain the hypocrisy of her treatment regarding Asia Argento, who had her own little Me Too-style scandal with an underaged gentleman, and uh, how she was, how Rose McGowan was actually pretty hypocritical on that. So we've got, in the eighth spot, we've got uh, episode number 131, The Carnival of the Animals. So that's a classical composition. And uh, yeah, a, a decent episode. Actually kind of worth, worthy of being in either the top 10 or the top 25. And I, I'm not really that hugely into classical music, but I think I did a pretty good job of you know, presenting the details of that composition. Then we've got in the number nine spot, episode 14, which is about a band called Earshot. And my thoughts on a band that's derivative yet okay. And that's kind of a, an interesting topic unto itself, I think. What happens when a band is derivative, you know, not particularly original? Maybe even kind of a ripoff, but they're still pretty good. Um, so I, I kind of deal with that topic in that episode. And then we've got the 10 spot, which is the CWT holiday special. Well, I said holiday kind of weird there. Holiday special with my guest Trout Face. We talk about holidays, birthdays, college life, and Splooge McDuck. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff we talk about in that episode. Like, um, just go ahead and give it a listen. And um, for the record, this guy named Troutface, he's actually somebody I've, I've known for a long time, way back to the elementary school days. And um, he's actually related to me, too, um, through marriage. He's my cousin. And, you know, I've even collaborate, collaborated with him musically because he's really good at, like, improvising strange uh, lyrics and stuff. I'm not so bad at that myself all the time, but he's like, he's probably a little bit better at times than I am. That's not to say I couldn't outperform him um, in any capacity, but he's pretty good at improvising with, uh, with like talking and just rants and stuff. So um, now we're going to look at the bottom 10. These are the least viewed episodes and we're going to have that descending from the 10 spot to the one spot. So at the uh, 10 spot is episode 137. That's Assemblage 23, top-notch electro-industrial synth pop. Uh, a pretty good episode. Not sure if it really deserves to be lacking views, but there it is anyway. And in the 9 spot, episode 136, the Carter Family, the founding family of country and folk music featuring bogus bonus trivia. That episode's kind of fun. I, th I think, uh, yeah, go ahead and check that out. In the eighth spot, CWT number 135, optimism even as dictatorial MAGA potential is looming. So you, you can make of that what you want. Episode seven, or I mean in the seventh spot, we have episode 134, 
the cars, 70s, 80s, new wave, and pop that's hard to hate. In the sixth spot, CWT-133, which is my poem, Retreats of the Robust. In the fifth spot, we have episode 117, which is Bauhaus, the goth rock icons. Now, this is one where I have no clue why it didn't get more listens. I even promote the episode with the simple blurb, goth it up, baby, I say. Um, Maybe I'm just too much of a goth poser at this point. I don't know. Maybe people kind of detected that. And yes, I must admit, I've only ever set foot in a hot topic a few times in my entire life. So I apologize for that. But, you know, I do like the band Bauhaus. And uh, episode number 106 is in the four spot of the bottom 10. And that's the Wade's year-by-year flashback, 1933 part one, which is January through March. And this failure to get listens is a bit more distressing because unlike some of my most played episodes, I actually put a fair amount of work into the, into these um, these year-by-year flashback episodes. Plus, the reactions are pretty raw, which might be valuable to some people. I know some people like the raw stuff. Plus, I think the basic idea of someone reacting to many of the major events from an entire year in a flashback is potentially compelling. So um, go ahead and uh, look at that series. It's worth it, I think. Maybe. I don't know. And in the third spot of the bottom 10, we have episode 102. That's lessons that Pulp Fiction taught us. And what can I say? You owe this episode some plays. Get to work, people. You know, it's a a good episode. And in the two spot, we have episode 90, which is Castlevania, the original 1986 NES game. Surprise that didn't get more views or listens or whatever the hell. It's a good episode. And in the one spot of the bottom 10, like the apparently least viewed or least heard, is episode 81, which is about Gary Hoey, the blues rock guitarist. So I can understand that one being sort of overlooked because, you know, he's not exactly a big draw for... uh, viewers or listeners but you know go ahead and check it out anyway whatever it's not going to hurt you so other episodes worth checking out all of my episodes could still be seen as slipping between the cracks in terms of plays because none have millions of listens but these are the ones that i would recommend you actually go ahead and definitely check out so i'm going to actually uh promote The one that I still think is in the top spot, which is episode number 73, which is my interview with guest Scott Ernest, who is a former white nationalist. So as I note in the description, I talk with former white nationalist Scott Ernest. Topics include how he got into the movement, how he left, the extremists that he knows, and the phenomenon of non-white white nationalists and you know we also talk about scott's organization which is handsofair.org so an interesting fact i still engage with scott on twitter sometimes 
And uh, here's a fun fact. I first actually chatted with him in the comments section of a David Pakman video. He said he was a former white nationalist. And I was like, you know what? This could be an interesting thing for my show. And I was right. So go ahead and give that episode a play. What's interesting is that he actually seems like a nice guy. So I was curious about how he got mixed up in that extremist nonsense. And it really is a strange and fascinating story. Sure, there's one moment where I awkwardly laugh when I probably shouldn't have. But you know how that is. Uh, laughter is often involuntary. And we sometimes do it when we're nervous or unsure of how to respond. Also, I've learned that he's originally a fellow Michigander, which just goes to show you how small of a world it really is. So um, I'm going to take a little break here and end recording because I could use a glass of water and I'll get right back into it. Okay, I've made my triumphant return. So the next episode that I would promote here is number 69 with guest Adam Carlson. The topics include writing horrors, supporting artists, and a number of other things. So as, as I note in the description, Adam and I talk about horror movies, the joys and complications of writing, the importance of supporting artists, and that time I stole cigarettes and lied about it as a high schooler. <laughs> so that's true. I did steal cigarettes from my mom when I was in high school. And I actually don't smoke anymore, um, despite the fact that, you know, my mouth is like dry right now. It's not because I'm a smoker. I gave that up in high school. And I think I even gave it up before I became addicted to it. So there is that. So the only disappointing thing for me about this episode was I thought we would talk a little more about that road trip we went on where we actually sang the Ramon song, I Want to Live. It really was like a moment out of some movie. And uh, he just kind of skipped over that point. You know, I was kind of hoping, oh, man, uh, maybe he would like go into a little more detail about that because Looking back at it, it was it was actually a little bit surreal that, <laughs> that we broke out in song like it was a musical or something. It, it was uh, something that doesn't happen very often in real life, so it was pretty cool that it did. Granted, I don't know if it would be a good movie, you know, like if that happened in the scene, but it could be from a movie nonetheless. So um, another good episode I recommend is my recent special which is called Wade's Advice on Walking Through Blizzards. It's actually a good episode because I really have walked through blizzards on numerous occasions, so I am a genuine semi-expert on that topic. Like, seriously. It's actually an episode that could even give you some life-saving advice. I did forget to mention that if you are in a blizzard, you should wear either long johns, or pajama bottoms underneath your pants. That's if you don't have snow pants. And I for forgot to mention a few other things. Plus, you know, I, I should have mentioned that if you're going to wear a face mask in a blizzard, to make sure it's a relatively comfortable mask, because that can actually be pretty important. But, you know, at a certain point, I don't think I need to absolutely hold your hand and walk you through all, all aspects of the process, you know. Um, some things you got to figure out what's best for you. 
And even when it comes to a serious topic like that, you know, um, you're still kind of on your own when it comes to making certain decisions. So here's a little fun fact that I don't know if I even mentioned it in that episode. I, uh, I've actually walked through blizzards just to return movie rentals before. <laughs> so that, that kind of gives you an indication that, you know, I kind of, I, I either know what I'm doing or I'm willing to throw caution to the wind like a, like a dummy, you know? Um, so anyway, another episode that I recommend is episode 35, which is how I first got into music and guitar. This episode actually does have some plays, but go ahead and give it more. Plus, I need to keep reminding people out there that I am a musician, and some of my stuff is even okay to listen to, even for being experimental and, and weird a lot of the time. So, another good episode is the recent CWT's Christmas Eve Eve Santa Mythos Hyper Analysis Extravaganza for the year 2022. So, I mean, I don't really need to explain that much about that episode. Just look at the title. You know, that kind of tells you that, hey, this episode might kick a little bit of ass. And uh, I think it does. I think it's a good episode. I stand by it. I make a few uh, mistakes here and there when I'm talking, but, you know, it, it happens. It happens. Uh, another good episode, CWT number 138, Jurassic Park, What Makes a Good Movie. So it's I'm not saying it's like a masterpiece of an episode, but go ahead and listen to it. I think it's worth it. So another recommendation is a full album of mine that's Music to Get You Shot At by Grandpa Helicopter. So really, what, what do I need to say about it? It's a full album full of music. Some of some of which I would defend as being genuinely good. Frankly, I think you're a goddamn clown if you don't give it a listen. It's better than Ed Sheeran, you stupid son of a bitch. Get in the chopper. Well, that was my lame attempt at impersonating uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but anyway, you know, uh, I do think it is better than Ed Sheeran. I think I'm better than him uh you know he's just an intentionally boring songwriter and uh, <laughs> so go ahead and give that album a listen it's a full album if you don't like certain tracks you can just skip ahead you know that's the way it goes so another recommendation is episode 132 goldilocks zone cheating and fidelity also actually a good episode and even if you don't like it well listen to it anyway it even has that funny AI-generated image to promote it with the text humorously asking, is that scoundrelous hound of a man cheating on you? So go ahead and listen to it. You know, just do it. Whatever. Um, another good episode, scrolling down here, is number 129, which is Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit Lyric Analysis. Not totally random. So I go into how the lyrics of that song are not quite as random as they might first appear. And how there are actually some themes that really tie all of the uh, lyrical elements together. 
And it's actually a much smarter song than even I had thought originally. All right. So that's largely what that's about. So I probably repeat myself a few times here and there on that episode. And a few of my points are probably a bit of a stretch, but I'll still stand by it. It's also better than Joe Rogan's dumb steroid injected ass promoting the idea that there were kitty litter boxes in schools and fentanyl laced Halloween candy popping up everywhere this past year. Well, there, there wasn't, and he was lying, and he's a dipshit. Um, d- don't believe hardly anything that Joe Rogan says. My show is better than his. And uh, anyway, if you listen to that song uh, analysis, I think I think you might even learn a few things, you know? I, I'd learned a few things while researching it. And uh, so go ahead and listen to that. It's a classic rock song. Might even be a classic CWT episode. Who knows? I might even be bold enough to say I've got a few classics on my hands here. So another good episode is Halloween Special 22. That's meaning the year 2022. With guest Ryan Winio, also known as my brother. So the topics include Halloween ends, our cousin Dale's Dahmer encounter, So I'll be the first to admit this episode's a little bit dry. There's not much crass humor. And my brother didn't put on a comedy act or anything like that, even though he's an aspiring comedian. But, you know, it's still a good episode. Uh, Just look at the topics we discuss. As noted in the description, I talked to my brother Ryan about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Friday the 13th Part 7, Halloween Ends, our cousin Dale's fiendish horror-themed pranks, and also our cousin Dale's encounter with Jeffrey Dahmer. So, yeah, that's that's interesting, right? I would listen to that episode. So, yeah. And uh, for skeptics on that claim that he did encounter Jeffrey Dahmer, I, I get it. You know, a lot of people can claim a lot of things. But there's one simple reason I kind of believe my cousin And that's simply that he actually grew up in the West Allis, Milwaukee area. So go ahead, listen to that episode. We also uh, talk about how cool our grandma was. So another good episode is um, CWT number 98, which is about Fat Bastard, the Austin Powers character. So I thought for sure that this one would get more plays. How there is even reason to assume it might have been a runaway hit. You know, Fat Bastard is, you know, I mean, he's a character. But no, you people kind of shit the bed on this one. But I guess it can be salvaged if you dutifully go ahead and listen to it right now. Well, I mean, not right now, but right when you get done listening to this. I mean, it's Fat Bastard, for fuck's sake, you know? I'm, I'm a bit mystified and even a little bit miffed that you kind of failed to listen to this one because it's a good episode shit. So another good one is uh, number 95 about Mad World by Tears for Fears, you know, where I talk about the song origins and my thoughts on it. So really it's, it's about how the songwriter's relationship with his father shaped the song to some degree, and also how my knowledge of that helps me better appreciate and relate to the song. It's actually a little bit deep of an episode. 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's good for that reason. And, uh, also if you're a tears for fears fan, or if you like, uh, music trivia, well, there you go there. You have some reasons to uh, check it out. So, uh, and the, uh, and the uh, other, uh, why didn't you listen to a category? We have the, uh, episode number 60, which is the non-fan challenge where I listen to Miranda Lambert. So as I say in the description, can I withstand any music from Miranda Lambert as a non-fan? Are there any songs of hers I would be willing to revisit? Marvel as I read my notes on songs from an auto-generated YouTube playlist. Out of 10 songs, which is the most enjoyable? Or at least the most tolerable. Listen and learn the shocking truth. Good episode description, even, you know? That reels me in. I, I don't know. Uh, pfft, what, pfft, go ahead. Uh, dismiss it if you want, but I think, it's, I think it's a solid episode. Not a bad episode or a bad concept for an episode series. And I even found out that I tolerate her country pop music much better than I thought I would. There's a bit of a spoiler in saying that, but who gives a shit? You know, just listen to the episode anyway. Don't be a jerk. Get to work. Don't your ears thirst for my half-baked takes, which can be as tasty as fully baked cakes? <laughs> Man, that was a corny thing to say, but I don't care. We're moving right along. Another good episode is number 41, which is about ministry, the industrial metal pioneers. Among the few bands I've seen live. So this episode description is pretty good unto itself. I say, warning. I go on a bit of a tangent on a former housemate who claimed to have sold Al Jorgensen drugs. So Al Jorgensen is the main person from ministry, and you know, the singer, songwriter, guitarist, multi-instrumentalist, etc. But yeah, that's true. I have a former housemate who says... She sold him drugs. Oh, and I also have a story about that person that I lived with for about two months being grossed out over the smell of breakfast sausage links. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, sausage links grossed her out because she's a vegetarian. But I think her constant skunkweed smell was considerably worse. <laughs> Maybe you can debate me on social media about which smells worse. Personally, I think most breakfast sausage smells aromatic. So that's my little description of that episode. I I think, I, you know, at first I was like, maybe I'm disappointed that I went on that tangent about breakfast sausage links. But I'm almost proud of it in retrospect now because it's such a weird tangent. And I think uh, those can be a strong suit. So for my final suggestion, it's episode number 19, which is about Rose McGowan's If He Takes, part two, where I talk about, you know, her, Larry Elder, and the botched California recall. So I say it's probably not a masterpiece of an episode, but it is absolutely stunning to me that Rose McGowan actually used her Me Too experience to, pr to promote a far-right politician. I can see criticizing or hating the California governor for this reason or that. But that doesn't mean we should uh, support a different politician running for the state of California who has 
a bunch of really extremely iffy takes on things. So uh, also when it comes to someone like Larry Elder, beware of so-called libertarian warriors against government who wind up running for government. You know, that, that should be a red flag right away. Like, okay, if you're against government, why are you running for office? You know, it it's already like an inherently hypocritical thing. Okay, so that should raise an eyebrow or two. And we all know they're in it for the money and to turn America into nothing but a money-making scheme, which it is enough already. You know, I think we have enough of that bullshit already. We've already got dollar signs attached to every last aspect of human experience, you know. Maybe we could cut down on that a little bit. Maybe not everything should have a price tag. I mean, just listen to it. Listen to the episode and uh, to what I have to say about my own podcast, <laughs> you know, being a sellout thing. Imagine how much worse it would get outside of this podcast in terms of selling out when I'm criticizing my own podcast, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, life is all about selling out, unfortunately. So now I'm going to get into the last stretch, which is probably the most boring section of this special, where I talk about the audience analytics. So we're going to start off with the last 30 days. So as far as the geographic stuff, 80% of the listeners were from the United States, 7% from the UK, 4% from Germany, 2% Canadian, and less than 1% from a bunch of other places. So for the platforms used in the last 30 days, Podcast Addict accounts for 23%, Web Browsers for 14%, Anchor Podcasts for 9%, Amazon Music for 7%, and Others for 47%. So I don't really know specifically what the Others means, but that's obviously a big chunk. And Podcast Addict, I don't even hear that much about that, but Hey, I guess I got to be thankful that that's there because that's 23% of the uh, listeners that I have. So the gender demographics for the last 30 days, and these are from Spotify only. So I've got bad news. It's 100% male in the last 30 days. So we need more ladies, you know. I guess I'm a, just like in real life, I'm a turn off to the ladies. Um, you know, I it, it at least seems like we would have some MILFs in the house over the last 30, 30 days, but no, we don't have women of any age. So, um, again, that's only for Spotify only and for the last 30 days. It could be that, you know, for the other places, there are, there are a lot more listeners. I, I'm not sure. So for the age for the last 30 days using Spotify only, we have 67% age 23 to 27, 33% age 35 to 44. So in the last 30 days, there has not been much diversity in the age department either. So that's perhaps a bit of a bummer, but you know, what, what can you do about it, you know? So the all-time geographic analytics are basically the same. So, you know, I'm not going to really get into that. But the platforms for the all-time are a little bit different. 
we've got web browsers at 26%, Amazon Alexa at 14%, Amazon Music at 10%, Anchor at 10%, and other dominating at 41%. So, yeah. So the gender demographics for the all-time from Spotify only, we've got male uh, listeners at 65%, female at 26%. So I do have some ladies who tuned in. Those categorized as non-binary at 10% and not specified at 0%. So, huh. Make of that what you will. That's what they listed down. And uh, the age all-time demographics for Spotify only. So 6% is aged 0 to 17. So think about that. I actually had a significant chunk of people who were 17 or younger, which technically means there have been times where I was swearing at some kids. <laughs> Unintentionally, of course. Well, you got to toughen them up somehow, I guess, right? So on that note, go ahead and groom your kids into listening to my devious podcast. I need a loyal army of high school renegades and, you know, uh, elementary school brats to destroy this country and reshape it in my image. So I, I'm being humorous there, or facetious, if you will. Although the word facetious is strange because it sounds like you're talking about feces. So um, anyway, moving on to the other ages here for the all-time Spotify only. 23% are aged 23 to 27, 10% aged 28 to 34, 48% aged 35 to 44, 3% aged 45 to 59. So that's weird that that's so low. Like, I, I don't even know how I would explain that. Like, that's a weird fact that I'm just not reaching that very particular age group. But oddly enough, 10% are age 60 plus. So a, a little bit weird. Why why aren't the 45 to 59 people listening to it, but the 60 plus are, according to the Spotify only? A little bit strange. And hey, I, I know you have limited time on this earth. So if you are only a toddler or 100 years old, I guess I should finally express the tiniest bit of gratitude that you've spent even a moment of that time listening to me, unless you're like a lunatic or an asshole, in which case, you know, maybe you shouldn't be listening to my podcast, <laughs> you know. Um, but may maybe I will improve your life or your thinking in some way. And uh, that would be good, obviously. Maybe I can set you on the right track. I'm probably not even worth it, though, to tell you the truth. You've kind of been conned out of your valuable time. But I got to get it while the getting's good, you know. And in a way, it's like I'm robbing you of your time, which means that sort of it's like I'm taking your life essence like a goddamn podcast vampire over here. We don't always need to bear our fangs to drain you of your life energy. But, you know, um, we still do it. We still get away with it us podcast vampires. <laughs> so, yeah. On that note, I guess I'll wish you a happy new year to the extent possible. I think this episode 
as great as it was, I think it's starting to fizzle out. And I don't really have a whole lot more to talk about. So, um, yeah. Have a wonderful new year. Hopefully it doesn't send you too far astray. All right. Have a good one.